Welcome back to Life MMA in the NBA. I'm your host, DJ San Marco. Tonight, riding dirty, but but we brought on another co-host to bring the noise. Uh, somebody that's going to understand me and I'm going to understand him because he's from the Bronx and I'm from Peekskill. And so he probably looks at me like I'm a little bit of a nerd. But that's okay. That's all right, man. <laughs> Give it up for Westchester County. So uh, what I'm going to say right now is, uh, party people, please put your hands together for the Bronx's own Cyrus King. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cyrus, man. How's it going, man? It's good to have pretty you. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, man. A little cold, but it's pretty good. Can't complain. I bet it's cold as hell in Indiana, man. I don't even want to know what's going on, man. You're probably, <laughs> uh, I would say you must be in the teens. Yeah, about the, about that. About okay. that, like it might be, it might go down to ten, to nine. So okay. yeah, that's Ooh, bad. Yeah, that we don't want a joke, man. We don't want to yeah. see any yeah. single Dude. digits. So, uh, <laughs> so Doctor Will yeah. Wu is uh, Doctor Will Wu is playing hurt tonight. Uh, he's got oh. something going on. So uh, our heavy metal bass player extraordinaire, our nursing student, our sociology major. And uh, our volunteer, a man that we admired greatly, Nick Cazona, was here to help me welcome in our guest, um, uh, Cyrus King. And what we're going to say, you know, we're, we talked about the movie. And so mm -hmm. let's see if we can do a rendition real quickly. So everybody's like, yeah, yeah man, I say this goes, the world is our suckers, if you can count. And then everybody's like, what? He, yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's like this mall. He's talking about how many gangbangers there is compared to how many cops. And a little behind the scenes is they actually had a real gang member that they had hired to come and go on camera that was going to do that speech. Uh, that was oh. gonna, that was going to play Cyrus because Cyrus is only yeah. in that first scene. Then he gets yeah. shot by mm -hmm. uh, that that uh, gang from Brooklyn, and then he's he's out of the picture. So little did they know he was going to steal the entire first part of the movie just with that speech. So they had to bring in that actor, somebody that they had already had on set. And he said, oh, I can do it. I've had some, you know, I've, he's been on stage. And so he could, he had that operatic voice and uh, it was beautiful. So watch The Warriors, man. If you haven't seen it, Nick. Yeah. I, yeah, Nick. I've seen it. Okay. Oh, I want to make sure, man. It's been a while. It's been a while for me too. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Well, I mean, it should be a yearly event. It's like Rudolph, yeah. you know, Wizard of Oz type shit. You know, The Godfather. Yeah. I mean, you got to hit that shit every year. Goodfellas, right? You guys are hitting that shit every year. That's true. That's so. true. Godfather and Goodfellas are hit every year. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes <laughs> twice. Sometimes okay. twice. Sometimes and so, twice. Um, right. <laughs> I, I got to get something out of the way before we even get started because, you know, people from Westchester County, we have a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of an anxiety complex with people from the city. We want to. Uh, at least be recognized that yeah. are from uh, New York County. So the first thing I'm going to ask Cyrus is, do you have you heard of Peekskill at least? Yes, I, I I did because I had a cousin who moved up there years ago, and that's the first time I heard about it when oh, she moved up there. Thank Literally. God, my whole life <laughs> why the hell has just been validated. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. What? Where's what? <laughs> my life has been validated hendrick hudson high school recognized uh my my school is actually named after the founder of the river actually the indians uh actually had okay. a name for it first uh the native americans but uh my high school 
up uh, just adjacent to Peak Skills Hendrick Cutson High School. So shout out to them. And I have been recognized by Cyrus because he Cyrus because he knows my town. So with yeah. that, <laughs> brothers, let's get on to some MMA. Yeah. And my homie Nick Cazono is gonna draw down on UFC 258. So Nick, what 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 happened? What happened, brother? Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> I love that reaction. <laughs> it's like he let the air out of his tires, Cyrus. Did it sounded like Nick, it sounded like Nick was going for Gilbert Burns. That's what it, it sounded like. Oh, uh, you know what? It, no, I wasn't. I wasn't on the Gilbert Burns train. I like Gilbert. I like Gilbert mm-hmm. Burns. I like Gilbert. I thought. I like him too. I thought Kamara I like was going to get it done. You know? Oh, you I, did. I, I yeah. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to. Yeah, do we, that. we all picked Kamara. Okay. Yeah, we okay. all picked. Kamaru. Were you surprised how how the fashion that he got it done in? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was shocking. That was shocking. That was okay. So tell me like a... what, what each of you expected to happen, and then come with what what actually happened. So start off with that. Let's go to Cyrus, Cyrus our guest. So what what yeah, did you yeah, expect yeah. to happen, for... and then what happened? I I expected Kamaru to win, but to grind him out and be and sometimes be in trouble. Like I thought that he would grind him out. You know, he would he would have top position on him but be in trouble maybe like once or twice escape from their submission there's no way i would have thought that he would have stopped him striking without wrestling because i gave kilbert burns the edge in terms of striking i never would have thought that and then after the first round i was like oh wow gilbert burns might finish him like it just you know Mm because burns had a great first round i was absolutely whoa okay and then it just like he just came out in the second round like everyone talks about the third round but to me, the second round was really impressive because after losing the first round, he came back and took the second round solidly to me, right? And then he finished him off in the third round, and I did not expect that. Not like that. And then I thought about it. I said, wow, his last two fights, he didn't use his wrestling, and he won. And he showed vast improvements in his striking. That's what was shocking to me. Because I thought, I thought Burns was the more well-rounded fighter. I just thought that sometimes wrestling is able to dictate the pace of an MMA fight. So that's why I thought would win and then i just i was shocked even seeing him switch stances shocked the hell out of me okay but were, were, were you surprised when did you expect him to dive down into gilbert's guard because i don't know first of all nick how did uh how did uh gilbert end up on the floor first time first round i don't know he might have got did he get dropped i don't i think he got dropped didn't he really i think he did get dropped Uh-oh. i need to I get know, up some... i think so yeah, you guys talk. You you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll go to fight metrics and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, might have I mean, gotten dropped because I don't I think, think. Yeah, I don't think he just dropped. I, I think he got dropped. I don't think uh, Usman went for a takedown and took him down. No, because that was in the second round, right? That was in the second round. I think it was the second round. Yeah, it had to be the second. Think, yeah, because the first round Gilbert dominated him. First round Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. he he yeah. hurt him and then he yeah. just started. I think the first round he actually dropped Kamaru. Actually, he dropped Kamaru the first round. Yeah, he I did. Think he did. He did. Yeah, he did. yeah. And then he yeah. just went crazy on him trying to finish him. Yeah, and he couldn't do it. But yeah, the how he went on the ground was, I think. Oh, I know how I'm gonna get this without going to fight stats. Being that I have this up, I could. I think I could bring up the. No, I'm not gonna be able to. If you have the play by play, the sure dog play by play is super duper. And by the oh, way, yeah. for, for all of you guys, I've been friends with some of these guys for like a decade, like yeah. uh, the editor in chief Tristan Critchfield, TJ DeSantis. I got to go in these studio oh, really? and watch okay. him do this. So, okay. just guys, everybody support SureDog.com because 
there's stuff that they have that yeah. at it, 10 years later, people still haven't equaled the fight finder. People yeah. still haven't equaled their play by play, uh, okay. and the way that their fights set up. So let me just put that okay. out there, but, uh, go ahead and, uh, keep, keep going guys. And I'll see if I can find, uh, the, yeah, I'm, I'm watching, I'm play. looking at the play by play right now. Oh, thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. When did he, uh, when did Gilbert get dropped or did he, or did he catch a kick? Maybe he could have caught a kick too. I maybe. Because I would have thought it would have been round two. Two, right? Two. It had to have been two because Gilbert dominated round one, right? Yeah. Yeah. He dominated round one. He dominated and then round three. And it's so quickly. Yeah. Well, well let me, let's, it, it, rather than, than figure out how it happened, let's just say this. Uh, Camaro wasn't going to go to the ground with him. But this is what I love about this guy, guys. He said, okay, you're down on the ground. No, I'm not going to mm -hmm. come into your guard, but I'm also not mm -hmm. going to let you get up. Had he taken yeah. one step back, the referee would have said, you need to stand up. That's but true. But instead, he said, I'm going to kick you in the thigh. I'm going to kick you in yeah. the backside. And I'm going to throw that random bolo punch to your solar plexus. And there was yeah. one of those that really hurt him. Gilbert. Yes. Remember yes. that? Actually, yes, Ooh. because Gilbert wanted no part of that. Like when yeah. he did that, yes, yes. He 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 yes. landed, and Gilbert should have attacked the knees with with everything that he was worth. Maybe he didn't because he likes Kamaru, but um, that was really his path to having any success in that position was to Gracie yeah. style just attack yeah. his knees. So. Yeah, I mean he did throw some up kicks. Mm -hmm. I, I I think initially, he did. initially and everything, but yeah, I mean the knee stuff. Yeah, maybe he just didn't either. He a he didn't train that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. and B, maybe he just, yeah, like what you said, he just doesn't want to injure a friend during the fight as far as, like, injure, like having a, you know, life. Do a John life. Jones, yeah. Like a John Jones rampage <laughs> yeah. style. Yeah. John's <laughs> like, I don't care if you ever fight again after I beat you. As long as I get the win, I don't care if you're literally, like, maimed. So, I mean, that sounds like John Jones to me. Yeah. That sounds like John Jones to he me. But did, did you guys AF. did you guys think that did you guys think there was legitimate heat between them or they were friends? Like, did you guys think no. that they were? Because no, no. So no. you thought that was just them? Yeah. okay. I didn't I didn't really sense that either, to be honest. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, the, I mean, they didn't touch gloves, and but I didn't I, I didn't sense any legitimate beef or heat between them myself. That it's beef was as that that was as legitimate as the vegan. Uh, beef stroganoff that that, that Nick eats. They're no beef at all. Totally vegan. I mean, there there was totally nothing vegan. to that. Yeah, those guys, those guys like each other. They're friends. They respect one another, and it was just taking care of business. And yeah. uh, I think Camaro, you could tell when he was kneeling, when uh, he was kneeling down, and he was kind of wanting. It. Gilbert was crying, and it was kind of he was upset. Yeah. You know, you could tell yeah. Camaro was not enjoying that moment right there. Yeah. I mean, so. would you say? Would you guys say that? Uh, Gilbert and Kobe are the two toughest fights for Kamaru, and if he got past those two, you don't see anybody else. No, I think Ch Chimay I would say Chimaev and Kobe. Chimaev and Kobe. Oh, so you put Chimaev over Gilbert? Well, look at the look at what you have when yeah. you consistently have a fighter that cannot dictate the positioning of the fight to Kamaru. Yeah. Then he's going to stand there. He has really nice punches. His yeah. kicks are kind of okay. 
and yeah. then and then he'll clinch you. So you could see that Henry Hooft and company didn't want they wanted Gilbert to circle. They wanted him to never be a stationary target. They did yeah. not want him clinched against the cage, period dot. So he accomplished that. The problem was was that he gassed himself out, kind of like Rodolfo mm-hmm. Vieira did earlier mm-hmm. in the fight in trying to get the finish. But yeah. the guy who's going to beat Camaro is going to be the guy. We've said this about Khabib. Uh, the guy who's going to beat Khabib is not going to be a Connor. It's going to be a guy who can wrestle with Khabib, and we never got to that guy. We never yeah. got to a Gregor Gillespie. We never got to anybody akin to somebody like that that had those – a Jordan Burroughs, if he would have yeah. come into the UFC and been 6-0. and We never yeah. got to that person. And similarly with Kamaro, I think Chimaev is the only guy uh, at that at that uh, maybe Stephen Thompson could yeah. be a problem maybe uh, yeah. because of his footwork. But other than that, I say Chimaev. What say you guys? I mean, Chimaev for sure, but I think he's still unproven. You mean you know, yeah, he, needs to, be, he yeah. needs to be someone worthy? I'm, I'm forecasting. I'm not. I know. Yeah, obviously he hasn't proven he should. I mean, this next fight with Leon Edwards will tell you how good he is. Like Mm -hmm. if he just well, well, isn't Shemayev having um COVID with like complications or something Mm -hmm. like that? Is he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's why he's not fighting. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I thought they pushed it back, but it was still kind of going like. Yeah, but he like I think for some people when they have COVID, they have like I think Cody Gillenbrand had the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and DJ, we mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, I mean, I, I agree. I can see Shamayev. Yeah, I, I think Shamayev might be the only person left. Because I actually think if, when, when Usman and Kobe fight again, I think Usman's going to finish him quicker. I actually believe that. I actually believe that. I, I don't think, I think Usman's striking is improving. And he, I don't. It's He's it's, also, it's, he's got it, this, yeah. man. He's got Yes, this. he did. Yeah. He's so intelligent yeah. in the way that he fights. Um, he plays to his strengths. Yes. He adapt. Yes. He adapts. You saw he. Yes. He said, "Oh well, I can't get the clinch, the foot mm-hmm. stomp, the shoulder mm-hmm. strikes, <laughs> the foot the, stomp. The, yeah. The, yeah. The 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 uh, the hitting your thigh with the the heel of my palm. You know, mm-hmm. all these neat little things. And kicking you in the calf from the you know from the clinch. All these neat little things that he was doing." Uh, mm-hmm. That were really annoying people. He's like, oh, oh well, I can't do that. Or I knocked the guy yeah. out with a jab, with a jab, or I yeah. hit him, you know, or I adapted. And uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about on the ground? That will that op- excuse me, will Nick that oh, open yeah. guard where guys play open or, guard. Or you can using your Asians, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh, bring nah. someone Korean on here for you, man. We need to get somebody Vietnamese, man. <laughs> Tired of you too. But anyway, um, it was, you know, you know, and this is what I'm getting at, Nick. When someone plays open guard and there's these dudes that have like iron, a lot of Brazilians have these iron feet. You can break your fingers very, very easily if you're trying to get a hold of their feet with an open guard. I mean, you can jam a finger or break a finger if someone's got their open guard. And I've had yeah, some, all some black yeah. like yeah, man. on you and stuff yeah. like that. Yes. I've had but, some black belts uh, I roll with that'll break your hands, man. It's, so Camaro wow, okay. played. Camaro played in dangerous water. What I'm yeah. saying is, with that open guard, and he won. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised wow. he didn't want to engage, though. No. Like, no. Smart. No. Hell no. Just, well, I feel like he no. could have negated Gilbert Burns' guard. Gilbert no, is but, a beast, though. 
Hey, Nick, he is, what I don't we... know how good he is off his back. Like, like Nick, he's good. we're playing. Year. We've talked about this before. We're playing percentages. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I'm here, he there's. This is you know me getting submitted. I'm this far away. Now I get into his guard. Now the percentages go in his favor. I don't want that. Khabib I mean, yeah. says I'm not going to stand there and kickbox with Connor for three rounds. His chances go mm-hmm. up. As soon as I clinch yeah. him and I take him down, his chances go like that. That's yeah. play mm-hmm. percentages. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's I, mean, fair. That's I, just, I was just scared. That's I was just surprised that he was respecting Well, I, I think it's, that just showed what a – I think that showed what a cerebral fighter he is. His, his fight IQ is pretty high. It is. That's to me. It to definitely me. is. It's. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like GSP level. I mean, yeah. that was like a GSP level like performance. Yeah. For mm-hmm. Like I just, I just thought GSP like throwing the jab out there, listening to his coach, being like, "Man, you can't stop your jab. Like, throw that jab out." Well, and you know, like, it, it, you know, heard in the box coming back. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Well, you know, in, in in the old school boxing gyms, that's what they used to say. Um, a good jab could affect could negate somebody being quicker than you, especially if they're winding up their punches. Well, they and, wind up their punches. And good I, job couldn't negate that. I'll take issue though with Trevor Whitman's comment. I think that's what you're alluding to, Cyrus, right? That his jab made him champion when they said that shit. Yeah, that's what he said. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I said to Will on uh, Saturday night. Um, actually, that's not what made him champion. What made him champion was his wrestling, and the jab really, really added to another weapon he had. If 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 Camaro didn't have that wrestling, he didn't win ten fights in a row. Uh, basically undefeated in That's the true. UFC. That's true. The reason he won that is because he can dominate the positioning of fight. He took yeah. down Tyron Woodley before anybody took down Tyron Woodley. That's uh, true. And I held him down too. Him and held him down and, and ground yeah. and pounded him. So that's the key to his success. So I don't agree with Trevor Whitman, but I do agree. Obviously, I mean the jab worked, and he and he basically knocked him silly with it so I'm, i can't quarrel with that but his wrestling is what kept people off of off of him is they were they were worried about his clinch and his wrestling yeah i can see that i can see that's a good point i can see that yeah I can see that. it's like it's like it's like when we talk about khabib's jab it's so great i mean if khabib didn't have wrestling then you know <laughs> yeah people would be a, in his face man they'd be like justin gaethje would have kicked his leg off i mean exactly yeah exactly he said exactly. that hurt. That hurt bad yeah. when Justin Cagey kicked him in the legs. Yeah, yeah. You could tell. Yeah, you could yeah. tell. I mean, it's just, you know, the, but Khabib plays the percentages, and that's how you win, and I will always respect that. I don't care about style. Uh, you, could, yeah. you can award all the points you want for style. The bottom line is if you're, if you're out there fighting for Dana's approval, then there are times when you're going to come yeah. up a loser because you wanted Dana – to give you an attaboy, and you walked out with blood all over your face. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This guy had not Look a mark Khabib, on him. Man, Khabib doesn't have a style for Dana's approval, and Dana's just like trying to—he's—he's he's on his hands and knees trying to get this guy back. Because Dana I mean, realized he couldn't be stopped. Yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, that's a good point. Sometimes just not being able to be stopped is his own style in itself. To be honest, like everyone, like if you look at Khabib, John Jones. I mean, I know John Jones technically has a loss, but. No, he does. Oh, I mean, no. we all know he doesn't. I mean, people kind of <laughs> that's so that's so rare in MMA to have an undefeated fighter. You know, it's, it it's really so rare. Is. Like you don't get you don't see that MMA. So like if you go long enough being undefeated, that's it doesn't really matter what, what your style is after a certain point. 
after a certain point, you know, you have to go past, you know, if you if you have a boring style, you might need 10 fights. But after a certain point, you go on people's radar. And I, I think with Kamaru, he's kind yeah. of entering. I, he's not like, you know, he's not Khabib and John Jones. But I, I do think last night, what is it, two days, two nights ago, really established some of his haters can't. They have to pull back a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he hasn't, me, lo- he hasn't lost since 2013. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Here's the thing with MMA. Here's the thing with MMA fans. It's like you could have a great fight, like what Kamaru just did, and then say he fights Masvidal again, or yeah, Leon or somebody. Say Leon beats Shamayov, and he fights Leon, and he he fights Leon, and he fights him safe, and he just kind of grinds him out, and mm-hmm. you know clinches him, and just kind of dirty boxes him, and you know Leon's tough, so he's not gonna just wilt, and he'll he'll gut out the five rounds, and then yeah. And wins another decision. So then people are gonna the the narrative will switch to well, Usman's just he's a boring wrestler. Yeah, he, you know it's mm-hmm. just it's it's your last your last yes. win or your last whatever your last performance is is what people reflect on. On that's true. And then yes, and yes. He, and then you know then it, and then when it comes to the next fight, and then that will reflect your performance on that. No one. Well, ever... Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, did you uh, what did you think about his, about his call out to Jorge? Masvidal. I like it, to be honest. Honestly, I don't, I don't like it, but I don't like it. I like it because I say honestly, I think Jorge could give him the most difficult fight out of I anybody. Oh please, so? Nick! No, I don't. Oh see my it. god, I do. I do. Hey, Here's... C- Cyrus, no. I'm yeah. going to institute a drug testing policy on the show, <laughs> and Nick, I'm going to have one of the testers knock on your door tomorrow. I don't want you doing no John Jones business, hiding under the Hide sofa. Under I'm under the, the bed. Yeah, the ca- yeah. And be like, oh, Nick's not here, man. I don't know where he went. Well, his car's outside. It's Damn. like I don't know. He's not here. I'm I want to get you nah, drug I mean, tested. How are you going to say he's a tougher fight than I Colby? Think he can be with the Colby. I'm, I'm on board with the oh. Colby thing, man. I think. Nah, are you you buy into good. that? He looked good in that six-day notice fight, and granted, he was training the whole time. He was like the whole he was time. on the couch. It wasn't like Jorge was on the couch, uh, you know, like eating Doritos and getting fat. Like he was training. He was training with Bo Nickel, who's who's a beast wrestler, yeah, and everything. So like, yeah, he was training, but I thought he looked good in that fight, man. I mean, granted, look, we can't compare, you know, A versus B or apples and oranges. Like, you know, okay. Well, uh, Usman finished. Uh, Burns, so okay. therefore, if he, did, he couldn't finish Masvidal, Masvidal might have a better chance. But the toughness of Masvidal, I think, and I think his steady improvement, and I think it's, if he has better cardio, now if he had a full camp, you would assume they would have better cardio. I think he could potentially land something, and I think that he could maybe negate some of the clinch. You're basically just described every fight there is. Somebody could potentially land something. But, exactly. <laughs> if Andrea, if Andrea Lee <laughs> fought Shevchenko, she could potentially land something. But she's not. Oh, oh. and especially and to me, especially because Jorge, I mean, he's a beast, but he's I still more peg him as a volume guy than a straight. He's not like, he's not like a guy who's gonna just like how Connor at one forty five is just, right. just just knock your lights out. Yeah, he's yeah. Like I mean, that. yeah, he doesn't have that like one, but he he does. I think he's more than a volume guy as far as power like he's got more power than a volume guy but he's not like yeah he's not like an Nganu who yeah. touches your chin and you just crumble but yeah. he has I don't think 
Kamal could finish him like he did Burns. So he think he's gonna it's gonna be a five round fight that's gonna be a dog fight. And I think if um Jorge Masvidal makes it a dog fight, I think he I think he could potentially, you know, pull out pull off a knockout. But you think now. but you think he he's a he's a tougher fight than Kobe? Yeah, I do. Well, I okay. don't know. I don't know. I think Kobe's pretty pretty good too. Like I think him and Kobe are probably either him or Kobe and then we'll see how Shamayev looks. All right, Against, this, um, this is what I've got to put up on it, Nick. I'm talking about a Burger King gift certificate for an impossible Whopper value meal <laughs> with supersized fries. Oh, their fries are garbage. You could keep those. Yeah, Burger King fries. Okay, so. I'll do onion rings for you. Do you garbage. want onion rings? Impossible Whopper onion rings. and onion rings. I will bet you. Yeah, why is he? He's he's like man. If if I had decided to be like, okay, man, the bet is is that Masvidal does not win if he fights Usman again. Yeah, he's not gonna win on a full camp. Oh, he's not on a full camp. Yeah, impossible whopper and onion rings. How about this? How about this? (laughs) (laughs) He's already Cyrus. He's already backing out, man. We haven't. I never. I never claimed that he would. Win, hundred percent win. But you I was said he, he could win. win. I said he could that's win. Every he fight. could win. I'm not saying he's going to win. <laughs> I'm saying is that he could be the biggest. I think he's a bigger threat than people that Kobe. might not to be. Yeah. Like, I, will, I think he's the biggest. He's, I three think shares of three than, shares of Bitcoin. Ben Askren. Oh wow! Against Logan Paul. Ben Askren. If you could get Ben Askren to give me the Bitcoin, I will take this bet. I, you know, my friend schooled me on Bitcoin last night, and uh, oh, it was it was very interesting. So this thing's gonna it, end in ten minutes. It's I, doubled. I have... It's doubled since a year ago. But anyway, yeah. it has. It has. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. My friend is. It's like a whole thing that I have to like take a week to study. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so we're not doing, uh, cause I can do like an e-gift card. We're not doing a Burger King e-gift card on this fight. Nick has doubts. Nick oh, has doubts. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Wait, I'm Nick, just saying he's, he's probably the, the, the biggest right. threat. Nick, potentially. you're, you're That's running, bigger you're, than you thought. you're running out of zoom in nine minutes. So we got to, yeah, you see that? This is, yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. This is terrible. Oh All right. Gosh. All right. So let's go to <laughs> before we didn't even get to do the other fights. The problem is that Will is the one that has the Zoom account for our show, and Will's okay. not here. Will's yeah. not here, man. So um, <laughs> let's go quickly to uh, Grasso and Gra- No, I'm not even going to yeah, do that. I'm going to yeah. go to the Gina Carano, Dana, and Ariel mm-hmm. Helwani, uh, mm-hmm. Cyrus, and get your take. Yeah. Uh, Gina Carano, obviously, uh, unfortunately, was fired by Disney. Uh, yes. I, I'm a Jew, a New York yeah. Italian Jew. So okay. uh, right now, Cyrus is going, oh, man, I know a million guys like you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I do. But, no. <laughs> uh, but um, so, you know, I'm sensitive to those issues. Ariel came out and, and he didn't say she should be fired. He mm-hmm. basically told what it's like to go to Auschwitz and experience... And you guys have heard Eugene S. Robinson talk about him going yeah. to uh, Dachau in Poland or Auschwitz. Yeah. I don't remember which prison that he went to that uh, where holo- uh, people were killed during the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And Ariel talked about fingernails, uh, marks in the wall when people were being gassed. And it, and uh, just horrible, horrible things. And 
And Dana uh, took to uh, social media to say, call Ariel a douche. So I want to yeah. get your take, first of all, on the firing of Carano. And get your opinion on that, Cyrus, and then we'll go to Nick, please. I, I, I don't think she should have been fired like herself. I don't think she should have been fired, though I, I, I wasn't surprised. Like, Disney has the right to do it. But I myself, me personally, I wouldn't have fired her. I just think the, the comments were more insensitive. It was more insensitive. And I, I think that, you know, it's, it's just part of a, I don't even want to say a, a culture right now, but you just, right now is a more sensitive time and you just can't say things like that. Like, like even if I don't agree, you just, you just can't say things like that. And I, I just don't think she was aware of what she was really saying. Like, you know, like, 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 I, I mean, she, I, yes, I know, obviously she knows what she's saying, but I don't think she knew how the sensitive topic that it I, truly is. I, yeah, I don't think, I don't she, think so. Uh, and we got it, guys, we got to be very succinct because we have about six minutes yeah. left. So be, okay. be uh, execute, uh, exercise brevity here. Nick, what are your thoughts on the firing uh, of Gina and was it justified? Was it not? What are your thoughts overall? It, it, it's hard to say for me. I'm kind of going back and forth with it and everything. But I think it is like I think it is fair based on the fact that I mean, this isn't her first post of just putting out putting out these sort of opinions and everything like that. And you have to you have to kind of be somewhat sensible and aware that even if like of your audience, you know, you look yeah. at the video, like, okay, you're equating, you know, the Holocaust with, you know, the political climate of what's going on right now. And depending on the logic you're using, which could be okay, potentially, maybe, maybe not. But like, just, just looking at it from like a black and white perspective, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to piss some people off. It's going to make some people angry, you know? So if you're going to continue to, and then she's done other sort of posts like this too. So it's she like, has yeah. the common sense, you know, mentality in your head would think hey maybe i should just back off on this just a little bit instead yeah. of just kind of just throwing it out there throwing it out there and doing the beep beep boop thing and all that stuff like i think it just accumulated into her and into disney just being like all right people are pissed off they're mad yeah. you know what i don't know she's not really listening to us when they told her about the whole beep beep boop thing or whatever mm -hmm. and I don't know. I mean, if it was just like a one-time thing and they just candor, yeah, I don't think it would be justified. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like a constant sort of offense, and then her just not knowing, just people's reactions, just not being yeah. aware of it. It seemed like she was just like, I'm just gonna say whatever. And yeah. yeah. Um, Trent Reinsmith wrote an article about how he was canned for uh, comments that he made. While he was working for another outlet, I'm trying to find that article. The second I sent it to you guys earlier on, um... he's like super liberal, so that's like another... yeah, yeah. Well, basically, what he's saying is he got fired. He he kind of saw the writing on the wall. He said things. He was fired, and he really didn't quarrel. He said they had a right to to do what they did. I I kind of knew it was coming, and I I put my comments out there, and I continued writing. They fired me. And he basically said the say, you know, this is basically what happened with her is they had spoken to her about it. She kept doing it. Um, I'm kind of like, I mean, Barry Weiss, I don't you know if you guys have seen her on Joe Rogan. She came out in yeah, support of her. Yeah, I read, I read her. Yeah. 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 She came out in support of her. She's obviously Jewish, like myself. Um, first of all, I, I just want to attack for uh, Dana. I think Dana should, should stay out of it. I, there's no reason... For him to call Ariel a douche, there's a lot of things that Ariel has said uh, that yeah. I don't 
care for. Um, yeah. I, I don't necessarily like some of the things he does, but regardless of that, the guy, uh, you know, is, is a star in the media in our sport, and he felt a certain way about something that affected him because he's Jewish. Yeah. And he's, he didn't say she should be fired. He said she should be careful, and he wishes that she would have uh, done some research into this before coming out and saying that. And I think that's per. I don't. I. I, I really. It, I, you know, really, guys, it makes me feel a certain way about Dana. I'm not taking a cert, a definite position on Gina. I could understand why they would want to get rid of her, and they had the right to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's happening on both sides of the political spectrum. Recalls yeah. between um, uh, Republican officials who voted for uh, Trump to be impeached are now being recalled. They're being censured. Mm-hmm. So those things are happening, and on the other side, you have uh, you have stuff like what happened with Gina and yeah. Disney not wanting to be part of it. What do you guys feel about Dana as an antagonist? We got two minutes left, so let me go to you first, Syria, uh, Cyrus, and then we'll go yeah. to um, Mr. Kazono. Well, I, really quickly, I, I just think Dana, Dana's even his attacking his attacking Ariel just reminds me of the fact that. In the early days, he had MMA media under his thumb. And Ariel, to me, like, he would never get challenged. And Ariel was was the one guy yeah. who made who made challenge him, and he just never got over that. And I don't even remember Ariel really challenging him, to be honest, but he just never got over that. And it's this thing, he, he, he's holding a grudge, and Dana doesn't realize that now that he's with ESPN, it's not like the old days anymore. Because ESPN is owned by Disney. Right, so it's not like the old days anymore. Like he can't. I mean, to me, I think Dana should just. Dana shouldn't even have said, "I support Gina." In my opinion, he's just left it alone. Nick, I got I got a comment from you, and then we're gonna have to cut it off right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? Yeah. Uh, we I mean, can Dana's take. Just a you know, you know what? Let's douche. take a let's take a break, and we'll come right back. Take a break. All right. So, okay, guys, uh, we're right. gonna we're gonna come right back and get into this again. So uh, stay right there. We'll be right back on okay. life, the MMA, and the NBA. MMA and the NBA. I'm your host, DJ San Marco. Hopefully, with my shit in one collective sock for this part of the episode right here. I'm going to try to get it going. I'm going to try to draw it together. We've had some issues with Zoom. Of course, our brother Will is the one with the big account that usually records. And since we don't have Will, uh, we're struggling a little. But we do have Mr. Nick Cazono, the heavy metal bass player, and our special guest tonight. From the Bronx, New York, my man, Cyrus King. What's up, brother? What's up? Holding I'm it glad down. to be here. I, I'm, we're glad that you're here. Uh, you know, being that yeah. you're Indiana, I always think basketball. Uh, are you a basketball fan at all? Uh, I, I used to be more when I was younger. I haven't been keeping up in the last 10 years. But, yeah, when I was younger, definitely was a huge basketball fan. 
Well, now it's time to get back into it because you can't let Dana and the UFC dominate your life. That's that's something I discovered. You know, Bill Simmons like single-handedly brought me back to the NBA, and I just yeah. love following the NBA and basketball yeah. now. And I used to give my entire life. Oh, and Nick heard the story. Like there was no more NFL football, there was no yeah. college football, no college basketball, no NBA basketball. It was yeah. like MMA or nothing. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I- I'm not doing it anymore, man. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not investing that. And I'd study all the fighters, and I could go yeah. up and down the yeah, card I mean, with a breakdown. DJ was like a super fan, and he was oh, friends okay. with fighters, and he he would be backstage with fighters, and you know they would be warming up and hitting the pads, and he'd be yeah. there kind of so he he did the whole like shebang with that stuff yeah so, okay okay yeah yeah so. and that's over now i mean i'm still friends with Ju- <laughs> juicia and you know to a lesser degree but i'll hang on claudia as well. uh, claudia yeah, yeah but but um and you know i started my training in brazil and all that but I, it's not that i don't love the sport it's that i'm not willing to give all of myself to the sport to the exclusion of everything of else. all the sports yeah. yes yeah. and the nba yeah. is just there's so many personalities it really is the bravo tv's real housewives yeah. but it's on but it has a sport involved with it yeah there's always drama there's always storylines there's amazing athletes that are so large in physically in stature that can do things that are just incredible kyrie irving in brooklyn is putting on a show a show yeah yes that's like yeah. making that people go, what? This flat earther? Look at this guy. He's just amazing. <laughs> now he's playing shooting guard, and James yeah. Harden is playing point. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyrie is, he's a bad boy, man. He really is. I mean, uh, there's a guy who I follow, I uh, am pleased to follow and honored that actually followed me named Cuffs the Legend. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys real quick about Cuffs the Legend. Cuffs was an NBA Twitter guy. He was a basketball coach in like high school or junior high. I think high school. Uh, But just, you know, kind of a North Carolina guy. And LeBron started following him on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And LeBron started conversating with the guy. So Mm -hmm. next thing ESPN's like, wait a minute. Who is this guy, Cuffs? that LeBron is chatting with. And so basically now we'll fast forward four or five years later, him and LeBron are friends. They've Mm -hmm. hung out and cuffs has, I mean, everybody on NBA media follows cuffs and he will tell you straight up AF what he's got to say with no zero F's given, man. He's going to, he's going to put it out there. So um, I love listening to cuffs. And these guys say, you know, Kyrie, man, this guy's doing things. He, he's, you know, he's making moves, man. He's looking like some Kenny Anderson shit. If you're old yeah. enough to remember him, oh, I remember so. Kenny. I remember Kenny. Yeah, okay. no question. That's my time period. Yeah, Queens, Queens is own, yeah. man. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so getting back to uh, the the UFC, I, I, I'm really starting to find a major distaste for Dana and his bullshit. And it's become the UFC has become extremely political, more so than I'm comfortable with. And frankly, guys, I was following the UFC at a time when you didn't know what political party somebody voted for or care. Yeah. Yeah. It was just that there was a brotherhood in just either 
being in the sport as a fighter or and and to to a lesser degree even as a fan and now it's like i don't know what what are your thoughts about about this and about uh about dana specifically and then you can extend that out to a larger mma landscape well i think dana is i mean i i'm i've had my issues with dana for a long time um i mean he I mean, there's certain things he does well, but I, I just, I don't, like, we could get into fighter pay and all these things, but I just don't like how he conducts himself. Like, I just think, like, even 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 regardless of the political stuff, the favoritism, the, like, like he's yeah. the promoter. Like, so when you when, when you sit there and say, like, Amanda Nunes is fighting Ronda Rousey and you don't even know who Amanda Nunes is and she's a champ, that's crazy because you're promoting both fighters. Like, I never understood how he throws his fighters under the bus and, he, and he's promoting them. It doesn't yeah, make any sense to too. me. It doesn't make any sense to me. And and I think I think the problem is now is that when when the UFC was bought, right? Who bought them? EMI? I forgot what who, what's, no, the, what's the company? WME IMG. W yeah. WME IMG. Yeah, okay. That kind of changed. I mean, they bought them and then they have a deal with ESPN. So now he's part of a greater umbrella that I don't know if he can get away. I mean, he could feel, he could get away with certain things, but some of the political stuff, like you notice. When Trump won, and I don't, I'm not even going to get into who's you know who I'm you know who I'm for or whatever. But when Trump lost, they were, he supported Trump, and then all of a sudden he pulled back. He didn't like he just stopped. He didn't stop, but he just stopped commenting as much. Now maybe that could be because he, you're part of a greater umbrella now, and you just you have to think business. But I, but to me, I think I think he's going to start to run up against that more and more now because ESPN is, is owned by Disney. And Disney has to think of the marketplace. And and so, like, when you sit there and defend Gina Carano, like, he says, leave Gina alone, right? I wouldn't have said anything about Dana. He's, right. She's not your fighter. She's right. not your fighter. You've had issues with her before, kind of. I remember there was some weird issue with him and Gina anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in saying that. You're just saying that to be a douche to me. And then when you attack Ariel, there's no need to attack Ariel. You just you're still bringing your garbage, your whatever beef you have with him to this. Well, can I can I remind you also, Cyrus, yeah. that he got him yeah. kicked. He got him kicked off the coverage for the uh, McGregor and Mayweather. Do you remember that? I remember that. Yes, he, he was did. on yeah. that team. It, I yeah. mean, Dana got him removed from that broadcast. Uh, I think I don't know if he was going to actually be on the broadcast team or just part of the coverage like outside the room, he said, no, he can have nothing to do with it. They literally yeah. made him leave his hotel and check out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. He, uh, I remember when they left it, he had to check out. Yeah. I remember that. Like that's, that's, right. that's fucking yeah. wrong, man. That, yeah. that, that, that you like, like Dana said, you took my, you took food out of my family's mouth by doing that. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He yeah. told, he told, I don't remember who the CEO of Showtime was. He says, I want that kid off the coverage and they did it. Yeah, I mean Dana is Scott. This is the thing, Nick, I, and we're gonna get your take. If it was me, I would want all. I would want this, you know, four hundred plus fighters to know yeah. that I represent all of them. I don't exactly. care if you're a, a black person, a white person, mm-hmm. a European person, a yeah. person from the South, a person from California, from NoCal or New York or Florida or whatever, and that all of you are part of my family. As yeah. a UFC, yeah, and and we don't care about uh, somebody's uh, political affiliation here. But mm-hmm. instead, this guy goes and talks at a political convention, and yeah. then 
you know, and then basically tells any of his fighters, if you're not allied with that position, then you're kind of like on this side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I think that's totally unprofessional in my opinion. And it's not, it, it's, it's kind of douchebaggish. If that's I, even a word. I, I wouldn't do it because the people that are making me money. So let's say I really don't care about it. Let's say I don't care about these 450 people. I don't care about any of yeah. them. But let's say that for business purposes, I want them to think I care about them. And yeah. under that guys, under that umbrella, as you said earlier, then I would want them to think that you're all equal to me. And mm -hmm. I don't care what your affiliation is with anything or where you're from. You're part of the UFC family, and that's all that matters. But instead, he goes the other the other route, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of, I think, Dana's success is his personality, his brash personality. I mean, I think uh, uh, coming into MMA, I think all of us really liked Dana Waite. When we first got into it, just, you know, this guy was just brash. He, he said what was on his mind. You know, he was unfiltered. You know, he's got kind of badass. And, you know, and he really did, you know, sort of make uh, MMA and UFC, you know, a, a pretty good. Gave him a lot of notoriety and everything like that. But those days are long gone. That was eight years ago when we well, thought we, about we were like a that. collective we were a collective if you saw someone else with an mma shirt with yeah. a lighter yeah, shirt yeah, and yeah. like hey what's Everyone up man more... like that's one yeah. of my people now yeah. it's like yeah. now it's just crazy but yeah i think he's just <laughs> he's he, his brashness that has given him has have given him some success has now sort of been his downfall now so i think it's just a bit too much i think he's overworked i think uh i don't think he likes the higher-ups kind of telling him what maybe he should do and maybe he shouldn't yeah. shouldn't do and for is not being in there either maybe yeah, that, that helped yeah yeah sort of got a lot of the their workload too maybe yeah. i don't know how they distribute all that stuff when the fertitas are there and then when they left or whatever so i mean to me he's just he's just overworked he, he's He's not as passionate as he used to be. He's just kind of trying to abide by making these guys, these new owners, the money that you know they're 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 he entitled promised to. Them from, yeah, yeah, promised them, and they're entitled mm -hmm. to from this whole buyout and everything. So, all these factors kind of kind of push it into against his against what he's sort of in right now, and then his brass personality instead of him instead of it kind of helping him out of you know these sort of troubled areas that he was in before when the ufc was kind of trying well, to make money when they weren't let's let's say i agree with you on every single point except for one thing i'm gonna say i still don't understand how it helps to have a group that you could say this is the in crowd this down with me and then mm -hmm. you guys are the out crowd so i don't see how that helps him in his business I agree with no, everything else horrible. he said. That's horrible. It's that's that's part yeah. of his brash personality of him just creating these things. It's from his brash personality that's made him successful. But now, it's just it's just kind of becoming his downfall. And I don't know. I think he's just gonna crumble. Honestly, I don't. I mean, I've even like five years ago, I thought, man, how long is he gonna be able to do this? Like, he's gonna yeah. do it until he's gray. When you're a guy like him, what you have to understand, you know, you can think about certain people that are in politics that are on Capitol Hill. It's about power and having mm -hmm. a voice. You have to understand that the moment that he leaves that office and somebody oh, yeah. else walks in and he takes his nameplate off the desk, yeah, and they say this is the new president. He becomes nobody. 
And yeah, the, and that's the, true. The, 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 the biggest, um, let's say the worst injury that you could have, the biggest chasm you could put in the side of somebody's body with like a blade would be for, for a person like him, which would not, not be feared, yeah. not mm-hmm. be talked about, not be known, and that nobody cares what you think. And I can just tell you this from just really quickly. When I left, when I retired from the military, I was a first sergeant. And in a squad, on a squadron, like a, an Air Force squadron, there's only one of those. So you work directly for the commander and you're like the lead enlisted guy and people come to you for all kinds of things. And I remember when I retired and I moved to Brazil, it's like you walk out of the squadron and all of a sudden you're nobody now. Yeah. Nobody cares what I think. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's calling me to find out about anything or get my opinion or have me go flying or anything. I'm just, I'm just DJ now. Now I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not Sergeant San Marco anymore. I'm not, you know, first Sergeant. So Dana, mm-hmm. but on a great, you know, a thousand times more than that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. He's yeah. never going to relinquish that because he's so no used way. to that. He will Especially, have great... I mean, how long has he been in the UFC? Like, 20 years at least I mean, at least yeah. at least, at least 15 to 20 yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. E- even if even if just any kind of job like that no matter what your whatever occupation you have 20 years and just just having it all gone would affect mm-hmm. anyone and yeah and then the mat and then like what you said dj just the magnitude of what his job entails and him just kind of gloating and just really liking <laughs> What's he gonna do? Oh, oh, I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow and like do a few laps in the pool and and hit yeah. the incline press. <laughs> I mean, that's not gonna happen, man. It's yeah, just not gonna happen, man. Yeah. Or whatever. No, he's it's just like being yeah. in the music industry, and they say like you know you go on tour and then you play in front of like millions of people. It just bands I listen to. Like you play mm-hmm. in these festivals in like Europe mm-hmm. or whatever, and then you know then they come back and some of the, most of these guys don't make any money, so they come back and like they're living with like their mom or whatever. Yeah. And like they come back and they're like, yep, yeah, no one gives a shit about you. Like you played in front of thousands of people in Europe and you come back to America in your house with your mom or your apartment with your buddy or whatever that you're paying and then yeah just no one cares they're just you're good you know you know know, bands get overworked I mean I remember back in the 80s Iron Maiden did a 13 month tour I mean that's Dana White has never done anything like that in his life (laughs) <laughs> not, not I, I'm not trying to be mean to him. I, I know. Not, not I, I haven't done yeah. anything like that in no. in my life. I went on tour for like yeah. two weeks, and that felt like a month. <laughs> yeah, I right. Like Nick went on, yeah, at thirteen so months crazy. where huge Damn. stadiums of people are expecting the best show you've ever done, and then you pack it up and you get to the and next thing and, and say, "I want to do the best show Iron Maiden's ever done," and they got to do that over and over, and they're going Europe. And New Zealand and Australia yeah. and Asia and it just yeah. they don't even remember where they wake up in a hotel room they have no idea where they are oh my god mm-hmm. we're in Dubai we're in Abu Dhabi yeah. I mean it's just crazy so Dana has never had to deal with anything like that so when those guys get off the road they are mentally and physically exhausted and they can literally take a year off and it's mm-hmm. like holy shit it seems like we were just on tour Dana has never done anything like that. And it, and it's nothing even, not even in the same universe as what it's like to perform every night on stage. Because he's not performing. He's the answer guy. He's the, hey, what the fuck is going on guy. That's who he yeah. is. Yeah. Right? Hey, 
shithead what the fuck you know i i've i've been to the shows i've been backstage i've seen him backstage i know yeah i know how this goes you know he's the head the head douchebag you know and and that's fine <laughs> but that's nothing like being bruce dickinson having to sing for 13 months and going holy shit i we're gonna take a two-week you know and like you have promoters that are going no dude like what do you mean you can't be here in four days it's like dude yeah i can't talk yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Crazy. anyway, all right, that's enough about Iron Maiden and Dana White and Algae. Uh, did, did you guys? Did you guys want to? Uh, did you? What's the other fight? Uh, Gasoline. I don't really have anything I want to say about. Did you watch the Gasoline and the Heinrich fight? I did. I, did. I mean, go yeah, ahead. Guys. I mean, it was a kind of a working man performance. Like, I, I mean, I, I didn't realize KG lost three in a row. I mean, I, I thought it was two in a row, but he lost three in a row before yeah. this. Yeah, and he I, and he had to win that. He needed he that to. win, man. Like, he really like, did. I thought it, for some reason I thought it was two in a row we lost, but he lost three. I thought in a so row. too. Then I thought about it, and I'm like, no, he lost to Izzy, then he lost to Till, and then he lost. He got a heel hook finish against uh, or from uh, Hermanson. So I was like, I think yeah, he lost three in a row. Yeah, you don't want to lose four in a row. You don't. You no. really don't. But Unless I, you're like I, I, Holly Holm or somebody. But were you impressed? <laughs> okay. Were you impressed with his performance? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the fight, actually, really. I thought the fight was really good. I think both yeah. guys mixed it up really well. I think Ian and Heinrich had some great takedowns. Yeah. The guy's big, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's big. Yeah, he's, he's big. He's a big boy. And, you know, he, he's got some heat in those hands, too. Yeah. So, But Calvin, you know, was just kind of outslicked him. Uh, Heinrich had his back, I think, in the first or second round. I think it was the mm -hmm. first round he had his back and, you know, was going for a rear naked choke and everything. But it was a good back and forth battle yeah uh, a lot of times in this show we talk about you know people using all their skills that they're capable yeah. of to win the fight you know some yeah. guys fall in love with their hands like me and dj yeah. just i think today or yesterday talked mm -hmm. about kamara or not kamara um tyron woodley and tyron you know, how he's like such a great wrestler fight. but mm -hmm. he just, you know he just relies too much on his hands and everything yeah. But you know, and then some other guys fall into that category too, like oh, maybe like maybe Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier, love him, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. But this fight kind of sort of reflect the fact that it was a great fight with with two good fighters that really just used all their skills in order to win the fight. I mean, you had mm -hmm. great wrestling, great jujitsu exchanges. You had. You know some good uh, stand-up exchanges too. So I thought it was a great performance Very by good. Calvin Gastelum. He fought a really tough, very Ian tough guy. There's no yeah. quit in that guy. Yeah. There is no quit no. in that guy. Yeah. So that guy's good, man. But so. just just to rewind, just so that um, okay, if anybody out there thinks that if I say you know Daniel Cormier didn't use his wrestling enough, and you go, oh, shut up, fat ass, like you don't know anything. It's like, okay, don't care that I said it. Khabib said it. Like his friend. Oh, Khabib said it. Yeah, his brother. Yeah, yeah, Nick. Yeah. Tell him he didn't say that to him live on camera. He did. He's like, if I go to a takedown, I'm going to get another takedown. I'll go for another one. I'll go for another. I'll go for hundreds. Said, the difference like, between you and me and... is, no, he drew a direct <laughs> comparison. Yeah. He said, Daniel, he did, you go for did. one takedown and the guy gets up. Go ahead. 
Go ahead, Nick. Tell and, it, and then, man. And then you stop. And then you stop. You go. You do another one. You you stop. He's like, I go <laughs> and I go. I'll do. I'll do a hundred. I go one hundred times. He stand up. I go one hundred. <laughs> yeah. So it's not me saying Daniel didn't wrestle enough either against John Jones or obviously against Stipe Miocic. It's Khabib, his brother, yeah. his training partner, uh, maybe the best fighter ever in the UFC that said that. Uh, someone that loves Daniel. So it's not just us. Daniel yeah. did not use his wrestling enough, period. He should have he used didn't. it in every fight that he lost. He didn't use it enough. That includes both John Jones' fight. Uh, that was his only path to victory. So yeah. so tell me, man, people are going to hate me. Okay. <laughs> All right, Cyrus. Is yeah. there another path to victory for Daniel Cormier against John Jones? No, no, I don't think so. I don't. I think he's too. Like John has the length and the height. I, I just. I. I against John Jones. That I mean. I think what happened to Daniel is just. I. I like. If I go to Stipe, the first fight, the, that was the worst thing that possibly happened to him. He knocked him out. What is it? A minute? Well, no, not a minute. It wasn't a minute. Yeah, I don't remember was, how long. Like, dude, it was, was short. <laughs> it was short. It was short. And I'll I, I just up. think. Yeah. And the second fight. And if you look at it, the second fight, Daniel was still winning. Right, primarily striking, but if he mixed up some wrestling, if he mixed up wrestling more, I think he would have probably won the second fight as well. In he my had opinion. a whole round where he controlled Stipe. I think yeah, like the second, or he just and, like and, Stipe couldn't get up. I was like, man, he's. But with up. these wrestlers, sometimes when they when they get striking success, because you know, I, I guess as as men, maybe in our minds, when we think fighting, we think hands. I, I don't know if it's a subconscious thing, but these wrestlers, when they get a knockout or two, they just some of them just abandoning oh, their wrestling. That's why I like Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades is a guy who's He knows who he, he is. Like, he yeah, knows, he knows who, he is. who he is. Yeah. People hate him for it, but he knows who he is. He don't care. Just you... just to chime in, it was 433 of the first round KO. Okay, it was much. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was short. Okay, that's not. Okay. I thought it was shorter, too. It, well, yeah. it's, that's first round. That's not bad. against no, In no, a five-round no. fight against Stipe Miocic, that's pretty yeah. good. So, yeah. But the problem was, and I, this is a. Uh, probably Nick is wouldn't want to smack me in the face for saying this over and over, but I say fighters become the fighter that they want to be. Daniel yeah. became Daniel came in as this great wrestler, and he used to say, especially back in the Strike Force days, he gets to say, "I decide where the fight's going to be. I decide mm-hmm. if I'm going to strike with you, or I decide if I'm going to uh, if if I want the fight on the floor." And you, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Very yeah. bold. And the problem was that Daniel uh, Nick pointed out very astutely. Well, when you knock out a guy like Bigfoot Silva, <laughs> like yeah. the first round, and he knocks out a couple other guys. I don't remember who who were the other guys, Nick. That he I think knocked, he knocked out Jeff Munson. Yeah, he knocked um, out a, a couple heavyweights yeah. in the first round, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Yo, I'm a strike. Yeah, man, I can do this shit." Uh, yeah, you're right, Jeff Munson. Um, you know, this couple... Barnett, but he didn't finish Barnett. But he slammed the shit out of Barnett. No, he knocked out <laughs> Saul Palele. Uh, submit. Yeah, he's that guy's just, a heavyweight. Yeah, dude, yeah, he knocked out. Yeah, Silva, um, Dion Starling. He's just he, he was a beast, man. And so uh, Pat Cummins obviously knocked him out. So um, that was the problem. I think they fall in love with that and they forget. That it's wrestling that that's going to do it, and against John Jones, I don't see the guy is six foot four with an eighty four inch reach. There's no yeah, other. Daniel. There's no other yeah. way you're going to you know. There's no striking game plan you're going to come up with that's going to get to that guy. Not to mention the fact 
that when you saw him fight Gustafson and how many head strikes he took, that's yeah. it, man. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Wrestling is your chin. only way. John has a serious chin. Oh, yeah, man. He's. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it's going to hold up a heavyweight, but in light heavyweight, he has light a serious chin. Light heavyweight, man. It's great. Yeah. 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 So the the path to re, to for him to win would have been a Kamaro Usman type of a plan. I realize being in the clinch with John is no is is, is nothing great, no. but you have to always th- threaten threaten with wrestling to put him somewhere he doesn't want to be. And I would say that would be the only thing uh, that he could have done to maybe beat him because yeah. going in there just thinking I'm going to get inside and I'm going to knock him out. That's not going to happen, man. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go back to uh, Alexa Grasso versus Macy Barber. You want, to, you want to talk about that fight? I thought you were going to push it aside, and it didn't sound like you were interested. In <laughs> I mean, I, there's not too. Who's wrong to... in this pick, Cyrus? Oh, that's what it was. Okay, that's, that's, that might be so why he, he, he thought you know, he thought uh, Barber was going to win. I thought yeah. Gross was going to. I did too. Man, I did too. I, dude, I like I'm... Grasso technically. I like Russell technically. <laughs> I said something about the, the 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 ultimate whopper thing, and you're not, you, you know, the impossible whopper, and you're not taking me up on it, man. So <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing, Kazono. No, I said I said Macy Barber, but I said you know with trepidation. I mean, it, I I know, you, I know. You know I'm I'm just, I said if she can, a, yeah, if she can wrestle with her, it's going to be over. The problem was that she couldn't get a clean takedown. Yeah, she couldn't. Yeah, Alexa Grasso did phenomenal. Of just and when she did, she almost got armbar. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yes. yeah that's that true. was beautiful. That's true. Grosso, Grosso ain't no joke on the ground, man. That's, that's I mean, true. She almost armbarred uh, a Sparza and stuff. So I mean, yeah. she got a purple belt. She might be a brown belt now in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So it, it, it's funny you say that, Nick, because because when you think Grosso, a lot of people think of boxing, and I do think obviously that's her, you know, strength. But her that ground her game, strength. you know, her ground game is not bad. It's not bad. No, Very good. good. Think, She's much yeah. more physical. She's stronger. Yeah. She used to get dominated in the clinch. She used to get turned. She's yeah. she's different, man. I I used yeah. to think, I used to look at her and go, man, you know, she was very boxing heavy, and Joanna was the champion at the time. And I go, oh man, if this girl gets in there with Joanna, Joanna is going to tenderize those legs. Um, <laughs> they are going to look like like Rocky hitting that piece of yeah. meat. Um, but she has toughened. She's toughened herself up in mm-hmm. all the ways that you would need to to be. I would say she's bordering on, I don't know if I want to use the word elite, but everybody's saying is she's a contender at that. And that's a hundred percent accurate. She's a contender. For sure, especially at 125. Cause it's not that. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. You know, for another winter yeah. or two. And you know, she'll be fighting Valentina, but I like Grosso because she, she seems, she's very humble. You know, she's yeah. like, I just want to get better. I just kind of want to get, you know, she knows the work that she has to put into in order to compete against, Obviously, someone like Shrachenko or just any of the sort of upper well, upper echelons of that sort of weight class. Well, what do you guys think of Dana White? Says she's she's the Mexican Ronda Rousey. Do you think that's just just nah, Dana being an idiot okay. and seeing <laughs> somebody that he thinks is marketable because she happens to be physically attractive and all that? Yeah, stuff. Just, <laughs> just an idiot. He's just he's just. I mean, he's just grasping. He does anything that he sees some dollar signs. Like I'll just throw that out. Well, there. I mean, take. A, I want you guys to take a look at the next card. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. read off some names to you guys, yeah. and we're gonna talk about this because okay, there's not much to talk about with the other thing. Obviously, uh. Macy Barber, you know, she's going to continue to improve. She's the girl's 22 years old. So, 
Yeah. She's got a lot, a lot of time, and she's probably going to need to go and get with a new camp. Because we, we talked about that the other day. Um, it, granted, she had a great third round, but she, yeah, she did. Happens. She did. But she I'm going yeah. to give off some names for you. So obviously, Kurt, Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis. Then we go to Ketlin uh, Vieira coming back after uh, a really dumb loss against Yana Kunitskaya. And then you have Charles Rosa. Rosa, uh, we've heard of him. He's from Boston yeah. guy. Fighting Derek Minor. Uh, Alexia Linick, we know him, but we don't know Chris Dawkins. Uh hmm. Pat Sabatini versus Rafael Rafael Alves. Uh, Arlovsky's fighting somebody that we don't know. Tom Aspinall. Arlovsky's still going at it. Okay. Phil He's Haas still going at it. He's still going at it. Yeah, Phil Hawes is fighting like another Dagestani guy. guy named Danny Chavez and uh, Jared Flash Gordon. Uh, uh, we got 10 minutes again on our thing. <laughs> so, uh, Drakkar Close and Luis Payne. So, there's a sprinkling of guys, but these cards are not full of people that at we all. know. So, at all. At all. So I mean, I didn't even issues. think the 258. I didn't even think 258 for a pay per view card well, had as much names no. as you would think a pay per view card would have, in my opinion. Let alone this, the Blades and it's just card and Lewis card is just feels like a card of prospects or not prospects, but just unknowns. Unknowns. It it definitely know. is, and that's because it meets the bottom line. I told Nick, um, what these guys do is they get now what they didn't do. I think in the Fertitta days is the Fertitta guys. They're casino guys. They throw money at something that they want. They gamble. Yeah. The, the way that WME IMG is doing it, owned by uh, Ari Emanuel and uh, Patrick Whitesell, they say, okay, we want you guys, you're going to have control measures. So this card is worth this much money. So this yeah. is the budget you have, and you're not going over that budget. So oh, with what okay. you pay these guys, and with okay. bonuses, this is what it has to equal. So that's okay. why you see Masvidal... Uh, uh, backing out of uh, a fight, saying, "Oh, I'm not going to fight Usman," and then you have him undercut by Burns, because yeah. they said whatever crazy amount, and you had it happen to Colby. Colby's like, yeah. "I'm not fighting for this. I want that." And they're like, "Okay, you yeah. can sit out for six months." Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on with the UFC, and that's why these cards were are riddled with people that we've never heard of. Uh, let's let's it, do. It I'm do sorry. Go so ahead, many sir. Fights per year as well, just contractually. So they have to fill their contractual. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's actually a different well. point that you're making, though. That point, they are trying to be under a salary cap. So, like in the NFL or the NBA, we say this team has a salary cap. So they've basically capped themselves, and that's why they've cut off people like my friend Formiga, and they just cut another like ten or fifteen people like a week yeah. ago. Yeah, they did. They cut some good yeah. guys too. Yes. Yeah. So that's the reason that that's happening. That's separate from the fact that they have to put on whatever it is, forty-one cards a year, uh, per their contract with ESPN, and why they were just running through cards quickly because the coronavirus could have uh, made them unable to to fulfill that oh, contract yeah. and then yeah. have to give money back to ESPN. Yeah. So that's why the roster's big, but the fact that they have all these people we don't know means they don't have to pay anybody anything. That's so, true. Um, let us quickly go over Curtis Blades at 14-2, and two, going up against, I don't know, who isn't a favorite. Other than Curtis Blades' mom and dad, Derek yeah. Lewis is basically everybody's favorite at 24-7. and seven. <laughs> The Black Beast from Houston, Texas, everybody loves him. He's probably going, man, it's fucking cold out there. 
right now. So, 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 so I can imagine what he's saying right now. My, my balls so, are freezing. Yeah, my balls is my balls, my balls is freezing, freezing right now. Hot. I ain't I ain't going to get shit like his uh, wife asked him to go to. So I ain't going to get nothing, and we don't have to have to live. Because right <laughs> it is fucking like it's it's really bad. I think they said three yeah. restaurants were open in Houston right now. So yeah. Damn. Anyway, um, so what do you guys think about this fight? Because <laughs> we love Derek. Lewis. Um, I I I like Blades in the fight. Me personally, I I I mean I mean I want Derek Lewis to win, mm-hmm. but I I I like Blades in the fight. For me personally, I I I just think I could just see Derek Lewis getting getting gassed man i think i think blades if he gets him down he controls him the first two rounds i can see by the third round lewis will have nothing left that's just my opinion on that i i i like blades in the fight myself personally okay uh nick what do you think about that i mean i mean mean, yeah i i think we're all going to be in agreement with who we think is probably going to win which is blades i mean look at Derek lewis's losses look at his kryptonite and you know like wrestling when he fought DC for the title, he had nothing. Yeah, he had nothing. The wrestling's definitely his his weakness and everything. Granted, he has shown really good abilities just to like get up. He mm-hmm. has like you know he has that explosive power just to get up out of these weird mm-hmm. sort of positions that you think would he wouldn't be able to do to do to reverse those positions. He just gets to his feet. So, but he's only going to be able to do that once three maybe times against blades and blades is going to take him down and just smother him and beat him up i think this is kind of poor matchmaking if i was Derek lewis i would want him to be like at the top you know i would want him like fighting for the title i love this guy um he has such a personality he's so funny he has mass appeal um Curtis Blades not so much although I love his game I love his game yeah. I love the way yeah. he fights they want to keep him I'll tell you one fight you won't see they'll keep him as far away from John Jones as possible because they don't want what 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 they fear I believe over at Jackson's is a a, a wrestler who could put John on his back they don't want anybody that could physically dominate they want Somebody who's like an MMA kind of guy, striker yeah. kind of guy that yeah. John can take advantage of with his length and athleticism. They don't want anything to do with a guy that could put him on his ass. So also, you really think so? You think Jones's team would definitely not want to see Jones um, and Blades? I know a lot about Jones's team. Um, oh, okay. One of his former coaches is a good friend of mine, and he said yeah. to me when when um, DC had asked. Uh, John, if he wanted to grapple in a submission wrestling match, yeah, and and he said uh, at the time, um, and John said, "Hell no!" He goes, "I don't want to give, I don't want to give you any false sense of security. If I fight yeah. you, I want all my tools." And he yeah. always, he said to me, "I asked this coach, what do you think about that? Who used to coach at Jackson?" He said, "John will never take on a fight. He's not a hundred percent sure he's going to win." And okay. you saw it when he dodged Chael Sonnen. Uh, yeah. In favor of Dan Henderson at UFC yeah. 151, and mm-hmm. you've seen it over and over. He's not going to fight anybody that he doesn't think he can beat. Yeah. And so uh, you think John looks at Stipe and says, "I got, I got." It. Oh yeah, because he's a better <laughs> athlete. He knows yeah. that Stipe can't out wrestle him. So what is he worried yeah. about? What yeah. is boxing? He'll kick yeah. the shit out of Stipe's knees. 
He's yeah. a he's a yeah. much more skilled fighter than Steep is. Yeah. So yeah. all right, Nick, final thoughts from you because we got to get out of here. Uh, and we're definitely gonna have um, Cyrus back on because we got we're gonna have a we'll have a food episode. We Cyrus got yeah. We, I got to oh, talk. Yeah. We're gonna talk Neapolitan pizza. All the good stuff. Uh, oh, wow. Watch okay. okay. Watch that's Stanley. My yeah, I that's what man, I feel you. I can't imagine how much good food you've had in the Bronx, but um uh Stanley Tucci's Discovering Italy on CNN. I mean, yeah. my mouth is watering, but we're going to okay. have to do okay. that next time. So Okay. Nick, final thoughts, my brother. Hey man, I'm glad that we finally had my boy Cyrus on. You know, I've been talking to this guy on Twitter for, for years. a long ass yeah. time, yeah. man. The yeah. nicest guy on Twitter. Uh, that is, that is true. That oh, is true. Yeah, I so. thank you. It was an honor to have you on, Cyrus. Really, we appreciate it. And when, uh, I, yeah, like when we we get uh, this sorted out with Zoom, we got to have you on for a full episode where we can hit a myriad of topics. I want to hear you talk about food. Uh, uh, you could be. We can't get Dave Chang, but we can get you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I would love to. Do, I had a great time. Now I had a great. I mean, you guys. Are, I mean. I was impressed by your MMA knowledge, you know, oh, like because really. <laughs> <laughs> Nick would tell you, like, I always sound a casual. So I was impressed. I was impressed with your MMA now. I mean, like, wow. Okay. This is, I can see us having some really good conversations for sure. Yeah. I'm mixing up with some food. Oh man. We're going to be oh, talking all night. That's dude. what we're talking, all man. Night. We're going to be talking about La Fonda Bariqua, formerly in the Bronx. Uh, Jorge Ayala's Puerto Rican restaurant. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, brother. Uh, all, right. all right. We will we'll okay, get, do this again. Nick. Okay, man. All right. All right. So for Nick and for Cyrus, right. this is DJ saying peace out, one love, and we'll see you down the road. All right. Peace. All right. See you.